0: John chapter 14, John the 14th chapter, and uh, I know Patsy's speaking next week, and so, you know, the good news about being a pastor is if you don't get done on one Sunday, you've got, you know, one or two coming down the road, amen, praise the Lord, so I want to talk about the Holy Ghost this morning a little bit, and let's look at John chapter 14, and uh, notice with me what Jesus said. And in verse 16, John 14 and verse 16, he said, And I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Well, first of all, this word comforter means one that is called alongside to help you. The Amplified says that he's your counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, and he will remain with you forever. So if you need counsel, pay attention to him. He's on the inside of you. And he will lead you. He will guide you. He will instruct you in the way that you should go. Amen. You need some strength? He's your strengthener. When you're a little down, he's the glory and the lifter of your head. When you need healing in your body, he quickens your mortal body. When you need an attorney, he's your advocate. When you need a little extra standby, he's your standby. He can be relied upon in the midst of your fiery furnace, in the midst of an emergency. He is there. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, you could preach three Sundays on just what I preached in about a minute, but we don't have three Sundays right now. But I want you to notice the other word in here, another, and I'll pray the father, he will give you another comforter. What Jesus was saying, another one, just like me. But the difference is that he will remain with you forever. I can only be in one place at one time. But the Holy Spirit can be everywhere. Hallelujah. At all times. Amen. That's powerful. And that's why he said in John 16 and verse 7, and I'll just quote this to you. He says, nevertheless, I'm telling you the truth. It is expedient or adva- advantageous for you that I go away. For if I don't, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now, Jesus' ministry continues today at the right hand of the Father. He's our shepherd. He is our intercessor. He is The high priest of our confession. He is our Lord. He is our champion. And so at the right hand of the Father, He's not twiddling His thumbs. He's busy. I said He's busy. But then the Holy Spirit came upon the scene and really took the place of Him on the earth. And the Holy Spirit, what He does... He takes everything Jesus has bought and paid for. And he imparts it to you. He declares it to you. He he discloses it to you. And he transmits it to you. Jesus said that he would. He said in John 16 and 15 in the Amplified Version. He says everything that the Father has is mine. That is what I meant when I said that He, the Spirit, will take the things in our mind, and he, what will He do? He, reveal, he will reveal, declare, Lord, disclose. To Woo, glory to God. That is a powerful truth. Yes, amen. So since Jesus said that it's to your advantage for Him to leave and to send the Holy Spirit wouldn't it be smart for us to stay in close fellowship with the Holy Spirit and get more to know get to know more about this third person of the Godhead? I just think it'd be a good idea. The Bible talks about communion with the Holy Spirit. Benny Hinn wrote a book many many years ago called Good Morning Holy Spirit. God wants you to have that vital relationship, that vital communion with the Holy Ghost. And so this morning, we're going to begin to cover looking at three different facets of the Holy Ghost in the church today, in the body of Christ today. Number one, the spirit within. Everyone say the spirit within. John fourteen seventeen says it very clearly. He said, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not neither knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and what that's the spirit within and he shall beware he shall be in you so when you get born again you are baptized into the body of christ set free from satanic power brought into the kingdom of god and the holy spirit comes into your spirit and Jesus likened this work of the Holy Spirit to a well of living water. And that is springing up into everlasting life. Remember he met the lady at the well. And he had this conversation with her. And he said something that is extremely significant for her and for you and I. It's in John chapter 4 verse 14. I want you to read it with me. And let's take a look at this. John 4 verse 14. He said, whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Now he's not talking about this kind of thirst. He's talking about spiritual thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be where? It shall be in him a well of water springing up. A fountain of water, the King James Version that I usually use, is a well of water. And what does this well do? It springs up into everlasting life. Now one thing you'll notice in the Bible, that water is a type of the Holy Spirit. And what this verse refers to, it refers to an inward state of eternal life. In other words, water in the well is for our individual benefit. So part of and not the only part of the Holy Spirit's benefits of having Him live within you is one thing that He does is He makes sure that there is the potential for character development in our life. Character development. In other words, the production of the fruit of the Spirit. You know, in Galatians chapter 5, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Who can tell me what one of the fruit of the Spirit is? Let's see if you're awake today. One is love. Amen. Hey, what's that second one? Joy. Woo-hoo! Glory to God. What kind? Joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. If you're a little low on joy tonight, come on to the service tonight. Amen. We're going to drink. We're going to eat. We're going to drink. And we're going to be merry. Okay. Who can tell me what another one of the fruit of the spirit is? Peace. See, the Holy Spirit puts these on the inside of you. Love, joy, peace. What else? How about kindness? The Holy Ghost will help you to be kind in an unkind world. And so he comes in on the inside of us in the new birth. And then one of the main workings is for the development of character. Now here is quite a statement. One of the problems that we have in the body of Christ is you have a group over here that don't much believe in the power of God, but they have extremely high character. And then you have another group of wild-eyed charismatics they believe in the power of God way up here but they don't have any character you see charisma without character ends in tragedies that's true and so what's the balance it's good to have power but it's also good to have fruit charisma and character <laughs> equals maturity charisma And character is the balance, hallelujah, of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. So we have the Spirit within. And we never want to get the mentality that, well, we've got it all. We got saved. We're born again. We don't need any more of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know there's more of the Holy Spirit to have? I mean, we got to stick with the Bible, right? And here's what the Bible says. In Luke chapter 24... In verse forty nine, the next facet of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit upon. Say it with me the, is me, the Spirit is within me. And then secondly, the Spirit upon. upon. Now here's what Jesus said. In Luke chapter twenty four, in verse forty nine, here's what the Master said to his disciples. He said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you, upon you. Everyone say, upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with what? In other words, till you be endued, till you be clothed, till the Holy Ghost comes upon you. In other words, he's saying you've got character, now you need some power. Don't launch out into the streets until you're filled with the Holy Ghost. You've got a lot of wood, now you need some fire. People that have a lot of character, glory to God, they need some fire. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And fire. Everyone say the Holy Ghost. Ghost. And fire. fire. I believe I'm looking at a fired up group today. Hallelujah. Say it with me. Fire, fire, fire. Fire. You know what happens with fire? Fire spreads. Amen. Fire can burn things up and out in our lives. that shouldn't be there as well. Just saying. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Track with me. Acts the first chapter the 8th verse says this. But you shall receive power. And he's talking to believers there. Not before, but after the Holy Ghost is come where? We've seen him within us. Now he comes upon us. And you shall be witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, under the uttermost part of the earth. So he says, you shall receive power, not necessarily integrity. And I have a vote for integrity, a high vote. And I have a high vote for the fruit of the Spirit. But my brothers and sisters, we need some power up in here. Here's what R.A. Torrey said. He helped evangelist D.L. Moody find his his Bible college, and he taught that the baptism in the Holy Spirit was a unique expression subsequent or following conversion. Here's what he said, and I quote, In regeneration, there is an impartation of life, and the one who receives it, it is saved, but in the baptism with the Holy Spirit, there is an impartation of power, and the one who receives it is fitted for service. And here's what happened on the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place, in one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. I want you to pay particular attention to that. It filled the house before it filled them. And I would dare to say that there was plenty left over in the house after they got filled. It filled the house. The Holy Spirit fills this house. This house, but this house. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to play tillywinks. No? And they began to do what? They began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Now I want you to notice, the Holy Ghost came upon them, sat upon them, and filled them. Now the infilling of the Holy Spirit, one of the evidences of the infilling of the Holy Spirit is speaking in other tongues. But if you will look up the word filled, you'll get a broader dimension of what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The word filled means to be imbued, to be saturated, to be permeated, to be supplied. It means to be empowered. So it's not just speaking in a heavenly language, but it's being so saturated and imbued and filled to overflowing with this precious Holy Spirit. That it just absolutely makes your day. Absolutely absolutely sets you on your way. This infilling, this imbuement, this saturation of the Holy Spirit, it is for you. And it is for me. And it's not just an occasional experience where we come to church and we feel the Spirit. We we might run, we might dance, we might say a few words in other tongues. But this baptism in the Holy Spirit is for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Oh, come on. Every year, every decade. A saturation and an infilling of the third person of the Godhead. Oh, Hallelujah. And John 7, here's what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. He said, if you are thirsty, come to me and drink, not think. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of what? River. So we have the well, which is for us individually. But then there's this river yeah, that's right. that flows through us. Come on, somebody to others. Now what was he talking about in verse 39? But this spake he of the Spirit which they believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Because the Jesus was not yet glorified. So listen very carefully. The water in the river refers to the Spirit upon. It's a different purpose. It's for generating power for service. Now number three. And we're going over this rather quickly. But number three. Just as there is the Spirit within in the new birth. And the Spirit upon in the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Let's now talk about the Spirit among us. The Spirit among us. The Spirit among us for demonstration. The Spirit among us. In this place. It's one thing to have him within. It's another thing to have him upon. But oh, when the spirit of glory is among us. Now call it what you want. Just call it what you want. Call it presence. Call it outpouring. Call it glory. Call it corporate anointing. I don't care what we call it. Let's just have it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I don't care what we call it. Let's just have it. It happened over there in the book of Chronicles when they were gathered together to dedicate the temple unto the Lord. The Bible says that they were so in one accord that their musical instruments sounded like one. What would it be like if everyone came to church and our praise just sounded like one? Where we weren't looking at each other and checking what Paul's wearing today. Or checking out what so-and-so is wearing. Or checking out what Pastor Tom is singing. No, if we just come to church because we love Jesus and we're hungry for him. Eyes not on each other. Eyes not on our cell phones. Not sending texts beneath your chair. Not wondering when he's going to get done so I can go have breakfast at the Black Bear Diner. No, but in one accord. In harmony and in unity. With eyes on Jesus. Because that's what it's all about. It's all about him. It's not about Pastor Mark. It's about Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Our eyes on him. Our hearts lifting praises to the Most High God. You see, the higher we go in praise as a church, the deeper we'll go in worship. And the deeper we go in worship, oh, hallelujah, the plan of God will begin to unfold as the glory of God fills the temple. And the Holy Spirit will be upon us. And things that were in you are changing. Diseases that have hung on to your life for years and years and years, even to the chronic point of view, it will be removed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Say with me, the spirit within, the spirit, within. The, spirit upon, the spirit upon, and then the spirit among us. The spirit among us. Thank you, Lord. They lifted up their voice, 2 Chronicles 5 says, in verse 13, and they praised the Lord. And they said these words, and I want you to say it with me, for he is good, he is good. and his mercy, his mercy endures forever. Say it together, for the Lord is good, the Lord is good. and his mercy, and his mercy. It, endures it endures forever. And in this temple, in my individual temple, and in this house, we will speak of your glory. We'll sing of your glory. glory. And we we will have the glory. I don't know whether you've ever seen it or not. I don't know whether you've ever seen the glory of God or not. It's like dew. It's like mist. When it comes into a congregation, the anointing is there to do whatever people will receive and what people will believe him for. All oh, the glory of His presence. I don't know whether or not you've ever sensed a strong anointing or not coming upon a congregation. But I have. Enlightened, fluffy stuff doesn't do me any good anymore. This casual Christianity just doesn't get it for me I believe that every one of us should be all in all in Brenda has a great message she preached at a camp meeting many years ago it's called jump in the river there's a river flowing in this place on a regular basis sometimes it's in greater dimension sometimes it's in greater manifestation you understand that but oh, there's a river flowing. There's power moving. There's glory available. Oh, And I believe that God is just waiting for people just to jump in. Jump into praise. Jump into worship. When you sense the power, when you sense the anointing, just lift up your hand and say, Lord, I thank you. I believe that I receive all that your glory glory provides for me. me. That's what you do. I've been in huge meetings. People by the thousands. And the Spirit of God began to move upon a minister. And when the Holy Spirit came upon that minister, he began to speak out certain things and diseases that were being healed. And one of the things that so impressed me about that was the person would say, listen, your attitude should be when the Holy Ghost is among us like that. Whether you have a heart problem or not, you put your hand on your heart and say, yeah, that's mine too. I don't have no heart problems and devil ain't going to be any either. The Holy Ghost comes upon a man of God or a woman of God and starts speaking things out. You say, yeah, me too. Starts prophesying increase in your life. I'm telling you what, the presence of God, the glory of God will also cause money to come into your hands. That's one of the definitions of glory. It's wealth. Hallelujah. Let's raise our hands. Let's invite the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Let's just go ahead and say it a few more times. For the Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. Being assembled together as one. I remember back in the old church we were at over on... (laughs) That's kind of funny. (laughs) Back over there, uh, what was that one? Marina High School we were at from 84 to 89. And uh, (laughs) one of the ushers had a little thing set up where he could watch football games during the service. (laughs) And he's gone and, you know, we laugh about it and everything. But, you know, that just doesn't quite get it. (laughs) It just doesn't quite get it. <laughs> Glory to God. You'll notice in the Word of God over and over again that we are instructed to attend to the Word, listen and hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. If we were to say that in 2016 terminology... The word attend. I mean, you go to a college class or a high school class. The teacher doesn't stand up and say, now, attend to what I say. What does he say? He says, pay attention. Pay attention. We are instructed to pay attention to the word. But we are also instructed to pay attention to this precious Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us. And... Let's take it another step further. We should corporately be paying attention to what he's doing in a service. That's right. Amen. Paying attention. Mm -hmm. Looking for him. Mm -hmm. You know, if you'll invite him in, guess what? He'll show up. He's not snobbish. (laughs) (coughs) Mm -hmm. That's why old songs like Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place. An old song with a great anointing. Holy Spirit, come. You are welcome in my home. You are welcome in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the more you talk about him, the more he manifests. For he is good, his mercy endures forever. (laughs) Then, not before then, but then the house was filled with a cloud. Then the Spirit of glory was among them. And here's what happened to to the priests this could happen to Pastor Tom, Pastor Mark, all of us at one time. They couldn't even stand up any longer. By reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. Hallelujah. I believe that there's something about the house. There's something about the place. I can remember when we first moved in here uh, in 2007. The month of August was our first service. We, we did a trial run. I think it was like on a Friday night. I don't know if you remember that or not. And then Sunday the Hagans were here. And they dedicated the building. But, but I can remember that there was a process of time. It was kind of like if you've ever had a new automobile or if you've lived in a new house, you've got to kind of break it in. That's true naturally, but it's also true spiritually. I can remember, okay, yeah, this is good. But we need to have more prayer in here. There needs to be a higher degree of praise. A higher degree of glory. Lord, may the atmosphere be charged. And it's happening. It's happening. Say it with me, it's happening. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. My 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 Shikarabo Sande, hallelujah, mas redte well I need some, I, 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 I need some other examples. well, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, they worked with the Holy Ghost that was within them. the Holy Ghost came upon them, they sang praises to God, and then the Spirit of God didn't just come among them the Holy Ghost came upon that whole jail and it wasn't a bad earthquake it was a Holy Ghost earthquake glory the Spirit among you know what happened that day they had a jailhouse rock (laughs) amen the jailer got saved Well, I need one more, Pastor. I'm just not sure about this spirit among. Okay. Acts chapter 4. Acts the 4th chapter. In Acts chapter 3, the man at the gate, beautiful, got healed. The religious peoples despised that. Because they buried Jesus and they thought it was over with forever. So they took them and they beat them and they said to them i don't ever want to hear the name of jesus coming out of your lips ever again and then they let them go who was it was it peter and john? couple of the disciples you know when you when you when you're kind of peter and john peter and john but look at acts 4:31 Now, here's an important truth that we need to get. When they were let go, the Bible says they went to their own company. What do you mean their own company? People that believed like them. People that they knew would pray with them and for them just like they would. They went to their own company. And they only said about five words about the problem. Here's what they prayed in the beginning of this dissertation. You read the whole book of Acts chapter 3 and verse chapter 4 and you'll see it. But they've spent about five words. And now Lord behold their threatenings. Grant God that your servants with all boldness may speak your word. And what they did is they addressed the problem minimally. But then they maximized God big time glory to God. And they got to a point of imbuement. They got to a point of saturation. Yeah, amen. And here's what happened. Read it with me in verse 31. And when they had play, prayed, what was shaken? Could we say that the Spirit of God came among them? And when they had prayed, the place was shaken together where they were assembled together. They were in one accord. And notice with me. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. And so, Father, today in the name of Jesus, we are contenders for your presence. Let's all stand up. Amen, amen, amen. Let's thank him for the spirit within, amen. the spirit upon, Glory. and the spirit of...